0: Go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show.
1: Hello, Uh, hi it's Marcia Cook and uh, Good Story is a Good Story on the World of Ink Network. This is a new show for us and if you'd like to call in it's 714-242-5259 if you have anything to say or any questions. I I I actually right now tonight there's another um, breaking news on CNN which they're having uh, Hillary and Donald Tr- uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump they are at a dinner together so they're at a dinner and now we're going to discuss politics of what we've seen over the last several months actually it's like 15 months or 16 months I think this has been going on it's almost over and we're going to have a president so uh, and I will say. Um, I think we're going to have this type of show. I'm not sure. It's it's very, I know it's very difficult to get callers to call in because most of the shows on Black Talk, I think are they're not live. This is a live show. So uh, we'll start off with, um, I have two wonderful guests. I, I have uh, Jack Remick, who's been on my show many, many times. And um, Jack is an author. He's a speaker. He's a poet. He's done many things. And he'll start off the show, but I also want to say Carol Pressel. Carol Solomon Pressel is on the show, and she we always have our breast cancer show, and she's a breast cancer survivor, so I want to thank her for coming on for this show because this is a whole different show, but this has a lot to anything that happens in the government has a lot to do with survivors and it has a lot to do with the medical care, so we'll get into so many of these issues but um, I want to say hello to both of you, hi, Jen, Hi, Carol.
2: Carol. And uh, I
1: I think, yeah. Jack, I think you can um, begin with what you wanted to begin with, because I think it's kind of uh, an interesting topic, and let's go right for it.
2: Well, Marcia, when you and I first got together uh, on this topic, you were a little bit hesitant. Yep. Um, and I tried <laughs> to sort of bring it around to the notion that there's not, a lot about writing that's not political. I think that when you are a writer, you are functioning as a political being. So if you write a novel, a play, or whatever it is, if you have a thesis in that play, you're taking a political stand that may or not, may or may not, in fact, uh, alienate lots of people. And I think that this is really apparent. <clears throat> excuse me. If you look at Amy Schumer, the the comedian. Yes. She was at a show. I think in Florida, she was giving a show in Florida and she went off on a riff on Donald Trump and a couple hundred of her audience got up and walked out. Really? So, here's I didn't a comedian hear that. Yeah. who is working, you know, in a in a funny medium and you use humor to get to politics. And that's what they call the new the new uh I guess it's a, a new comedy now. The, the the comic news person like Samantha Bee. So, writing and here here's the thing I have to put into this that Behind every line that comes out you know, from a comedian's mouth, there's a writer or the writer has written something. So writing is, in, is inseparable from politics. And if you look at the history of the way cultures who really honor writing have treated their writers, they either make them national heroes or throw them in jail and behead them. So writing has never been dissociated from politics and in America, we have so, in a way, demeaned and degraded the the role of the writer that we don't really see them as a threat. However, if you're really, really attentive, you as a writer can alienate just huge numbers of people just by. The, okay, that's, right. that's where I'll you leave can. it. Right. Now. <laughs> well, certainly
1: nowadays you can, by you know, uh, with social media, because it gets out pretty fast. You know, that's yep. one of the things. You have. Uh, mm-hmm. You wrote a piece, you said, and um, do you
2: want to yeah, talk about that piece for an essay a second? Some, yeah, some some time ago. It uh, started out as an essay on the strong man, and it wound up being titled Why Men with Guns Hate Hillary Clinton. And it, it's all come out in this last uh, set of debates. We've got a guy who thinks he owns the world because he has a penis and a billion dollars, And that gives him right to do anything he wants to to anybody, and there can be no consequences. So you get a woman who comes in and says, wait a minute, Charlie, let's pull it up here. He really gets irate because he's not used to, first of all, having anyone buck him, and second of all, especially a woman. In this essay I wrote about the possibility that the the worst, the most hellish world for a strong man – would be to have a police force only of women, you see, because if, in fact, if the woman tells him what to do, that, that's outside of his domain. You know, he can't allow that. And that's what we've gotten to in this debate. And it's starting to show up deeper, you know, in the, in the divide between people who want guns and people who don't want guns. And so it's gotten to my point of view. My, my poor little old essay has become fact so to speak. Right. And, and, when did you uh, write that? Oh, four or five years ago. I was yeah, studying that, the strong man. It really started out as a discussion of the the role of the strong man, the Avenger, you know, in, in comic books and, and movies and stuff, where the good guy really turns out to be just as bad as the bad guy, but he says I'm good, so everybody thinks he's good. One of the articles that I used was, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. You know, I mean, here's this guy who's all-powerful and can do all this stuff, and he does exactly the same horrid things the bad guys do. That sort of tripped me to what's going on, and I was able then to extrapolate from that to the role of the, of the woman in, in, a, in a police society or something. And my image that I, that I came to is right out of Jonathan Swift. When the Lilliputians take Gulliver and he's so huge and they're so small, the only way they can do is to nail him down and put ropes around him and chain him to the ground. Well, well. And you yeah. see, that's, that's what we have to face in this culture. If we don't, the strong men just run rampant. They do what they want. And, and we see it playing out in these debates. We see it in every rally. You know, the strong man is standing up saying, only I can fix this. And what we're saying is, no, wait a minute, there are people here, there are more of us than of you and we'll tie your ass down and nail you to your you know, nail your feet to the floor. So writing writing is a, writing is is a political a act. Yeah. Well, I wanna say you know, Carol,
1: because Carol, you know, you've been an advocate uh for Hillary and you know, how many years I know you've been you've been out on Facebook and Twitter a lot. Well I don't know if you do Twitter, but I know you do Facebook you, no, you put, yeah, you've been putting things on for years right but right. so um, what made you begin doing what you're doing for because that that is what you do a lot on, i mean that is your focal point, i think I became Facebook. political well I became political probably
3: I don't know maybe eight, nine, ten years ago, and I don't know why I mean I grew up in a very strong political family but it never really interested me a whole bunch until I actually left Chicago where I grew up and moved to Florida and wound up having more friends that were Republican than Democrat. And I am a really strong Democrat and got to see the view from different angles. And it just, it pushed me into being very political and, um, going to rallies and reading up, doing a lot of research. And then when when I got involved in Facebook, which was just a few years ago, and it opened my eyes to so many different topics, and I was able to relate with people that thought exactly the same as I do. But I just wanted to make a comment about Jack's statement. Here is now a gentleman, and I use that term lightly, who... (laughs) who has who has found his match in a female yeah. and he yeah. cannot yeah. handle it. He yeah. doesn't know how to handle it because here's a woman who is is strong or not stronger and I would definitely say stronger than he is. And, and and it's just so amazing how his ego, his macho has taken over this whole threshold of what you call a campaign. And um, last night was, you know, the focal point. And I don't know if you guys were watching earlier this evening. They were doing a synopsis of how Hillary took down Donald in the last three debates. and And it was research. It was all research.
1: Well, yeah. she's very, she's, you know, she's like really, she's much stronger even than anybody really thought you know there's not much that can get her down and that's um a problem for donald trump but you know and i think for for women this would be a wonderful thing for them to see that uh, certainly young girls to see a woman this strong and and can get this far in the political world and really hold her own I mean, Jack, I mean, yes. that was why, you know, Jack, you've written a lot of articles, you've written books, but you also, you you do, when I said you do, because with strong women, you like the characters that we write, and you write your own strong women characters. So, and and I would assume in your life that, you know, that is a a part of your life that is important to you, because anybody that can write that way, feels strongly that women are strong and can handle a lot of things. So I think yeah, that's a they But, yeah.
3: Jack, you must be very secure in your own feelings to be able to ride and tolerate strong women.
1: Oh, of, uh, he he does. Is, yeah, he's great at this. Yeah, yeah. he. You know, he well, is. I mean, I, he's weak. been on the show many times and he has brought me many guests and he's brought me women that were guests, mm-hmm. men that were guests. But the, the strong female is something that Jack understands and not every man does. And I'm hoping someday soon that men will be like that, but it's not always the case. And I yeah, think that well, Marcia, she has let, surprised let people. Oh. Yeah. Let me, let me
2: interject something here along those lines. You know, when Obama was first elected, I was sort of jubilant because I thought, wow, for eight years we're going to see this guy get off the Presidential helicopter and walk across the White House lawn, and here's a black man, and we're going to see, you know, what we're really made of, and this is going to be wonderful. But instead, what it did was unleash, or you know, decouple yeah. the racism that's inherent in our culture from yeah. any sense of control, and allowed a racism to become so vitriolic that it's that it's painful to watch and to listen to. And that brings me around to the question, and, Carol, I'd like you to comment on this, too. Who in sure. the world are Trump's supporters? I mean, what are they thinking when they hear <laughs> this man talk about women in this way and degrade women and debase the whole political system by saying, if I don't win, it's a rigged system? You know, Thanks. Right. Cash in it on is, that. I'd like to hear your your cut off. Well, my
3: feeling... My feeling is, is these are men that are just as weak as he is. Right. And they're using, this is how they get their power by dominating of women. And some of the women that they've interviewed that are, are his constituents also, I wouldn't want to meet them in a dark alley by myself, <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, they're just as, as tough as some of these guys. I live in the South. Yes, I live in not the rural south. I mean, I live out, right outside. I live in Gainesville, Florida, which is a college town, University of Florida. Um, I grew, I lived in Orlando, though, up until July. And in Orlando, the um, I lived there for over 20 years. Actually, I lived there for over 30 years. <laughs> and you saw when I first moved there, was the real southern good old boys. And these were the repubs, the people that would be Donald trump type people. They ruled the city. But as the city grew, the influx of different types of people came in, and it changed the concept. But we'll always have that underlying of the good old boy aspect. These are Donald right. 12 people. i mean, yeah. yeah. you know, I I can tell you here in Orlando, here in Nashville, I've only been here a few months. I went to a rally the other day, and um, it, it was it was a, a university rally. It was you know not political, but you could have fooled me because yeah. <laughs> it was so. Political. Yeah, it was so political. It was pathetic. I mean, three quarters of the people there were wearing Let's Make America Great Again, you know, t shirts, hats. On their beautiful antique cars, they had posters, Make America Great Again. Um, some were wearing, you know, had Trump things on. And I asked somebody why. This is such a, a college liberal town. This was there. And they said, These are all the rich people who don't want their money affected. So they wanna be with somebody like Trump who's yeah. gonna keep who's rich and is gonna keep the taxes low. Yeah. Not yeah. not somebody like Hillary who cares about us middle class people. Right. And it it blew me away. I mean to see something like that. I was like, okay yeah. And the community the community I live in there's over 5,000 homes in here. It's divided up into different sections, and we are not allowed to put any campaign posters or any advertising at all.
1: Yeah. Well, in in some ways ways it's good because you don't really want somebody, you know, that will do something to your property because they feel so strongly about the other side. And so, I mean, but the problem is, though, more people are coming out now with, you know, talking about their party than before. And I will say that over the last six months, I know I've been places where uh, the people that work there, I know them, and they are not allowed to talk politics because it. this year it got so heated that people were really having huge fights in the office place. So they decided no politics would be wow. better because they couldn't control the people because people that liked Hillary Clinton and people that like Donald Trump, and together it was unmatchable. I mean, it was unbelievable. They just could not have a a conversation using any term political with the two of their names in uh, it. I have to agree with you. I have never seen
3: anything. I mean, you know, I'm not a young person, so I've seen a lot of elections, and I've been through a lot of politics, and like I said, my my mother was extremely political. And um, I, I don't remember ever, ever seeing anything with such violence as this.
2: And people Jack, actually the same for you, friends. Jack? Oh, yeah. Have you absolutely. seen yeah, yeah. The closest I've seen to even a hint of this was when the Goldwater election was held against Johnson right. back in the 60s. There we were so worried about that we actually became poll watchers, you know, because the threat was there. It never materialized. This time, I think it will probably materialize for uh, reasons. Well, first of all, we basically armed these people and said, "Go ahead Mm and do what you want to do." See, that's part of my essay: is that strong men with guns really hate women? because the women are saying wait a minute tone it down don't go there let me choose You see, and once you take female choice away you're right back into the rule of the strong man who takes what he wants and in our days you use a gun to take what you want that's why they hate Hillary who's coming up through a political process and saying women can be empowered to make laws to do things to see the future and they're saying no, they no, they can't. Remember, there was one meme that showed up on Facebook that said it shows a guy uh, wearing a T-shirt, and I'm going to have to use you know Trump's okay. word, you know. That's fine. Uh, it, I'd rather g- grab a pussy than be one. See, in other words, oh, the yes, hatred I of saw women. It. You saw yeah, that? I saw that. Yeah. Yes, go, I did do that. Go for me. Go on. Go on that, Carol. What do you see there?
3: When I saw that, I was appalled. I I mean I I just like when oh my God I mean I like to share a lot of things good yeah. and bad <laughs> right yeah. that that one I I blew right by that I yeah. mean I was just well, like absolutely appalled of the thought the, the thinking of of men you know and but I don't I personally don't know men that are like that right I mean That's I have right. to be honest. You know, and and all my life, I, I never, will say the I,
1: one thing that's you know on the news on CNN and all the news. I will say one thing that surprised me was the way that that how the men were so repulsed by it so much more than even the women. You know, when yeah. all the news commentators, because they have daughters and they, you know, they found this this was that that was what was amazing to me how they came. Right out and said it, right from the very beginning, how horrible they thought it was. And, I mean, naturally, women did not like it. But the men, I thought it was so wonderful that they absolutely came out and said, what locker room are they in? You know, and I well, think that's that, the athletes, that was, a that was a the surprising athletes. things to me. Yeah, to see men well, come out so of... much for it because they have wives, daughters, grandmothers. You know, I mean, it, it's just we never had that before.
3: You know, and
1: athletes, what, Martha. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah the and he so you know, yeah. said, we don't know we'll what locker room here oh, talking. No, no, I'm just saying the athlete's coming out saying that about what yes. locker room are you yeah. in, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That and I think wonderful. that was the
1: most, yeah, I, I think so. And I think that, you Powerful. know, the, the unfortunate part was I also saw mothers were having to talk to their young sons and daughters mm-hmm. when they're, A little too young to have that conversation, but they wanted to talk to their children about it before they saw it because this is news now, you know, and they had to explain things that they didn't want. They didn't really want to.
3: My 12 year old grandson had the assignment of Mm -hmm. watching the last, not the debate last night, but the last debate. Mm -hmm. He had an assignment where he had to watch the debate and then read a paper about it. Mm-hmm. That blew me away. Yeah. I, I, called up yeah. my, I called my daughter up and I said, are you going to allow him to watch this? And mm-hmm. she said, well, I can't I can't prevent him. I mean, it's, you know, it's yeah. class of science. And when mm-hmm. I talked to him a couple of days later, I asked him what he thought about it, and he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and, you know, looked at me kind of like, I don't think I even understood it, thank God, yeah, you know but but he's
1: twelve, you know that's an impressionable age, yeah I, and a boy. you know it, it, that is you know for the elections, you just wouldn't think that would be you know a subject that would be discussed and you know, and I do think one thing you know they all you know the news media, I watch a lot of it now, I didn't really, and I kind of think it's a good thing because I think we're more you know. Uh, whereas just watching the debate, we're watching more or less what's going on with you know how different news people are handling this and you know and uh, and the different stations you know if you turn on one it's a different mm-hmm. you know station of Concept. and it's a different discussion you know and uh, the the part that really is very upsetting to me is the spinning of the story. Which brings oh, yeah. me back to Jack. What we were talking, you brought up with writing. When you write a piece, you write a piece, but you don't think people are going to start spinning it to say you meant something else. Mm-hmm. You know, and every writer that writes something, the thought of somebody taking their work and just spinning it around to make it something that it's not. How do you feel about that, Jack? You write a lot of these pieces.
2: Well, if somebody Marcia, took your piece and sat there. Back. Let's let's go back to the tape, you know, the lewd tape. People call it whatever yeah. it was, the bus tape. <laughs>
3: yeah. you
2: know, there's a difference between using all the words of the vocabulary. Now, I have written an essay. I'm beating my own drum here. I wrote an essay called "Don't Let Them Steal the Language." Now, the Republicans and the right wing and the conservatives that stole the word "liberal," where you could not even call yourself a liberal because. That was like calling yourself a communist, right?
1: Yeah. So yeah. if a you let them
2: steal all the words, you're left boxed up and silent. So you yeah. have to rebel against this tendency to to take the words. Now, what we heard on the bus was not a man saying bad words. What we heard was a man describing his aggressive sexual assault against women with impunity. See, right. so we were talking about actions rather than... Entertainment.
0: You know, right, when right. you write one
2: of your novels, you know, you, sure, you use you use all the words that are in the vocabulary. I admire that. But what he right. was doing was, in fact, taking license with women's bodies at his will and at their displeasure.
0: And so, there's a right.
2: difference between a writer who writes an erotic, even a pornographic novel, and this yeah. man. Who says I can grab a woman anytime I want to and do anything to her? And that just gives license to his supporters to say, "Oh, these bitches, these pussies." You know. Yeah. So, to me, his just his action actually evokes and invokes action, negative action, and and which will action that will could ultimately in a more civilized society result in people going to jail. You know I mean? They call it the rape culture, right? Isn't that what they call it, the rape culture?
0: We're living in a rape
2: culture where men with money or men with guns can do what they please, and women can't say a thing about it. Now, turning back and going back to the beginning, we've got a strong woman now who's saying, no, you can't. And what did you say at the beginning? Carol said, you know, I'm not (laughs) going to... I really I have to go back and look at your com- the conversation but I think you said something about we're not going to take it or she's not going to you know put up with it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's what this unleashed was but the backlash true. of women saying, "Huh, you can't do that to me." See, and that, that's body. what I think the negative his nobody ever anticipated that women would stand up and say, "You pig." And I think,
1: though, well, one of the problems was, though, when you see, you know, when um, women have been afraid to come out and say that this has happened to them, and you see right. that then they, they were, people are saying, like, well, why didn't they come out and say whatever they had to say five years ago, which is exactly why they didn't come out five years ago, right. because exactly. what happened is people exactly. are dismissing what happened to them as nothing, and yeah, that right. is that's one of the hugest problems that is out there is that women that are abused sexually or verbally don't always come out because they will exactly. either be you know chastised for it and that's yeah. a bad thing. And I think yeah. now every I'm, woman, whole, I'm
3: yeah. every, no, every uh,
1: woman,
3: myself yeah. included, this has happened to every woman, and, and physically, verbally has had this experience and most of the time you just swing it back and throw it, you know, who cares and you move on but after hearing this and seeing this it comes back to you things that have happened to you and I I was never physically assaulted so don't, you know take it that way but verbally and, you know put down as a
1: woman which made me become stronger, you yeah, know, because I, was, I, I think I, that, that the these are all the itself. things that are coming out now that will help, uh, hopefully, eventually, you know, women, you know, even, you know, when kids are at college, they just, they don't, you know, certainly when you're young, you, you are more, you have a lot of more, you have a lot of fear in you that, you know, you don't mm-hmm. want to be different than anybody else, you don't want to be singled right. out as any, you know, different, mm-hmm. and I think that, right. you know, they hold things inside of them, and... Really, it can be detrimental to their health as they grow older because they've never really dealt with something that really was upsetting to them. And it's a secret that they've kept inside them. Oh, psychologically.
2: Carol, let me ask sure. you a question. Earlier, sure. Marsha talked a little bit about the anger of Trump supporters. And you mentioned something about the rich people at, the, at Gaines, was it Gaines, Gainesville where yeah, you were at Kim the rally. You know, that they they wanted Trump because he would help them protect their wealth. But look at a lot of the people at these rallies that he's holding who are his arch supporters. They're really not rich people. They're sort of, you know, middle class, lower class. What is your read on a group of people like that who will say this billionaire who has ripped off people from day one – is somehow going to save them, and why would they vote for a man who is not operating in their best interest? That's been a cry and hue in hue in the progressive liberal movement for a long time. How can these because people they vote against their own self-interest? Give me your read because, on that.
3: Well, they don't look at it being against them. They don't see that they're still living in poverty. They see it, but they don't believe that it's... How can I explain this? I know what I'm trying to say. I just I think I think
1: like it. Donald okay, like Donald Trump, let he had a very different uh youth than most of his supporters. Oh, okay. Yeah, however sure. however, but there are a huge number of people still that are and you can okay. hear it you know he's they, got his supporters who have money and they know and they would be normally repulsed by some of the things if somebody else had said this but they happen to be sticking by him because I think that they just are upset about our government and which is well, I that, mean we have a great country America is a wonderful country that's why everybody wants to come here and but it's in a party distinct. line
3: thing, Marsha. Yeah. But it really it really is a party line thing. That's what I'm trying to spit out here. These people have been raised that way all their life. They are all ninety nine. I mean, there's one percent that have changed from them to Republican and vice versa. But they've all been raised with that mentality. And when the Democrats come in they feel that they're anti they're they're gonna hurt them, they're gonna take things away from guns, whatever. Well, like
1: Watergate, right, By right, right, Watergate and the things that have Obama happened in and all these other years, right, in um, all these other when, years of, you when know, Obama when people were not satisfied with the government. They wanted, well, you know, yeah, and, well, you know, Obama, go ahead. Obama came in and he was a black man. And that was
3: yeah. like the worst thing that could ever happen to these people from the South who are Republicans. I mean, you know, majority of them are white. There are yes, black Republicans, but majority of them are white, and they were like, "How could this man tell us what to do and you know overrule us? He's a black man. We're white. We work. You know, where is he coming from?" And it's a lot of it is it's it's going back to what Jack said. It's race, and a lot of it they look at at at, at Hillary as an extension of the Democrats of Obama, mm-hmm. and. They hated all the Dems, except for Bill Clinton. Why did they like Bill Clinton? Because Bill Clinton could act like he was black, no. No. and because he was raised in the South in Arkansas, no. No. and so he could relate to a lot of people. And they liked Bill Clinton. Reagan. Why did they like Reagan? What did Reagan do? If you talk, if you listen to Reagan's
1: kids, they even liked. Why is my father being out alive, you know? Yeah. He wasn't. Well, well, right, but kids, you know, right. And, you know, and, and look, I think that uh, hopefully after this is over, there won't be, you know, uh, as much hatred, but I, do, I think that's probably not no. going to happen really fast because I think it has brought out something, and know, a lot of people, you know, You take social media. Yes, social media is wonderful. Okay, yeah, it is good because, you know, like I would never have met Jack, okay? I would never be on World of Ink. Carol, I knew you, so I would have known you. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) But I wouldn't have known, you know, and I wouldn't have known a lot of the people that I am so happy that I met, okay? However. Right. That it right. has it has made people be they say whatever they think they feel like saying at the time without looking back to see if it might hurt somebody, and no. the kindness that people need to get back to is something we that's what we're missing in America now is the kindness people need to like each other again instead of ha- such hatred. I mean, it's, right. it's just this is a sad part, and I hope that. That whoever is president can get this you know horrible feeling that people have writing tweets and writing facebook and and I know people that are kicked off of Facebook because they just went too far, and not only right. once but twice, and then they know they shouldn't write the things, but they do because they have people that are liking Supporting you, them. you know yeah. and they, they don't know they, some people are are liking tweets. Or, you know, they're retweeting stuff, and they're not reading between the lines. So, in other words, they say, oh, I'd like to retweet this. They don't even know what they're retweeting, and that is a problem, you know. I mean, um, I see that as a big problem because I know that people just retweet. They don't know what link it goes to, and you have to be very careful where you are because businesses, people are noticing, where you oh, are. Yeah. And when people go for jobs but, and maybe this is a good thing for kids to see this because maybe they will be careful about what they do online. you
3: wherever you go, it'll yeah. stay with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. But you know, my my philosophy on a lot of this and I know this is probably just sounding stupid, but I really really believe that a lot of these people go to Donald Trump's rallies just to be seen and to see him and to be entertained and amused.
1: I tend to agree with you on that. I think that they're liking this. It's a, it's a lot of fun for them. Right, because yep. they still think
3: of him as the apprentice, you know, and he's the entertainer. And to do some of the things that they've done. Now, of course, there's some very nasty people that have taken it a step farther.
2: But yeah.
3: they just they're there to be entertained. Do I think that all these people are really going to come out and vote for him? No, I really
2: don't. No. Jay, I, I what I do you think about in that in the
3: very beginning. Yeah. What do you
2: think about that? Something on a slightly that? different, on a different, you know, sort of picking up the same thing. I mean, doesn't Facebook or don't the social media, in fact, give us sort of an insight into the dark mind of America in the same way that Obama's presidency has unleashed the racism in our society in our don't those things, instead of being reprehensible, actually give us insights into how diverse and complex the culture has become? And we've sort of masked that difference and think, into thinking that difference means a different heritage, a different language, a different culture, when in fact the differences among the ordinary, I call it that way, the ordinary population, the regular, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. is really diverse as well. And and that's how it it seems strange to me. This is diversity. Today I read a poll that said 52 percent of the people think that Hillary won the debate. 36 or 32 percent thought, you know, Trump won the debate, the debate. Right. So what we what we have is a difference amongst ourselves, rather than a differences between cultures and language and and Muslims and you know what on. So don't social media have a, a a safety valve sort of built into them that we see what we've got out there. I mean, well, I, I think you know point. Yeah.
1: yeah, I I think you know and um I've had, you know, lots of different shows over the last 6 years. You know, I probably on my show, you know, on the World of Ink, I I uh I, I there's nothing that I haven't really mm-hmm. had, you know, the discussions about. And um I that to me is is been where I've learned so much. I've had uh, several uh, shows with the LGBT people that were, you know, I've had um, where the mothers are on and the children are on, you know, um, talking about that they not, no longer can be in the church that they belong to. Their parents have dis- disowned them. And I've had uh, erotic writers on who um, people won't read their work because they don't like reading about sex. But if you if they're reading a mainstream book – and it doesn't say it's erotic, that's okay to read those books. And then there's people I've had on that write horror, and people go, like, oh, I can't watch horror, but then they can watch a thriller. So, I mean, you know, I think it's it's very strange and i have learned so much from having so many different types of people and i enjoy that and that's why and i also have had shows with people on shows that write interracial relationships and other some publishers which jack you, i'm sure you know they will not some publishers still will not have take stories that have interracial couples which how, i don't know how that's possible with when you watch tv tv has been very liberal yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, and, is, and it's always an unusual when I, yeah. I, I mean, well, everybody. Uh, I mean,
3: everybody knows somebody that's interracial. I have a couple that lives across the road from me that are interracial.
1: And, yeah, and, and not to know. be able to publish them because their characters are interracial. I, it's just, and they've been on my show several times, you know, and we've had, we've talked about this. And when I first heard it, it was unbelievable. Six years ago when I started, I think it, I might be even seven now, um, with Red River, I, there were so many topics. And then April Robin owned, uh, she was the, she owned, um Red River. And so she would most, my show was a good story is a good story, and my show could have anybody on it. So anything that was unusual, she would say, Do you want to do the show? I go, Yeah, I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> you know, what do I care? So then I met what? all these people, and my first erotic show with about You know, we had six or seven people on it. It was one of my best shows because I thought, oh, everybody's having such a good time, and they're not, you know, they're just so free, and I thought that was amazing. So, I mean, and now six years later when we're seeing people, you know, not like each other, and after all Mm -hmm. that everybody's been through and we've come through a time Mm -hmm. where – you know the laws are different, and you know, and Willow Cross was on the show, and her daughter was in a um, restaurant, and they're gay, and they threw them out of the restaurant. So this is in oh, twenty fifteen yes. it was. So I mean, that is one of the things that needs to be changed, and I only hope it doesn't get worse, but it gets better because yes. of. This. Well, you see what,
3: well, you see what's happened with people that bakeries that refuse to, you know. Um, do wedding cakes for gay couples. It's been on the news, it's been in the newspaper and people boycotted them and they wound up, you know, being thrown out and shut down. And people couldn't understand why and they just said it was our religion, our choice. Well, yeah, I guess it is your choice. And perhaps it is your religion, but when you entertain into a business you should be a business for everybody. But that's how I think. And so I have to put myself into their shoes saying, well, okay, this is how you think. You know, and so that really does make everything complicated in this world.
1: Yeah. You don't, Jack, I mean, you Jack, know, you all try- go out and speak. Jack goes out and speaks a lot. Jack, what do you feel that, you know, has changed? What is changed? the vibe? Um, yeah. And what kind of vibe do you get?
2: Yeah. Well, but Marcia, this brings us back to this whole question of, Writing as a political act. You know, if you write a story, you know, let's just say you're picking on a couple of things that were here people getting kicked out of a restaurant because they're gay or they're a yeah. mixed race couple or they won't do wedding cakes for gay people. If you yeah. write about that, you're actually being political. Now, let me ask another question. Right. Do you sure. guys see a difference between being political and politics? See, because I think that the to me right now the Trump Hillary thing is is politics. Political is when if you see the word polis in there it's part of the people, you know what I mean? You're you're doing something that has an effect that isn't in fact part of an established process. See, if we look at Angela Davis back in the sixties, you know, they wanna throw her in jail because of her views well that was really interesting throwing people in jail because of what they believe to me that was that was a political act politics is getting up in a debate and calling somebody a fat slob you know i mean like trump (laughs) does to me you know that's politics politics is about passing laws being political in your writing is taking a stance on a particular trait of the culture and and extrapolating to it and building a story on it and and showing how it works and things. Am I off base there? Clue me in if, no. I'm, if I am. No, no, no. You're absolutely no, right.
1: No,
3: yeah. No. I mean, right. political. Is uh, to me, I'm a political person. I do I do enjoy politics, but I am a political person because I do believe in standing up for things that I believe in. And it doesn't have to be. It doesn't always have to be a candidate or somebody running for election. It could be somebody mistreating an animal, and right, then I right, get on my right. soapbox, right. And, I'll, right. and I'll get on my soapbox and you know be yeah.
1: political about how could you do that. So no, you're absolutely correct. No. What type right, of because sometimes you study. just don't know if you should take a stand on. You know, you do have a stand, but you also, well, you know, such as when I called Jack up and I, I asked him, I said, or I think I emailed him, I said, do you want to do a political show? I've never really done that because Virginia and I have always stayed out of politics for the last life. six years. But I just felt this mm-hmm. year. And what, in view of what was happening I just wanted to have something You know, not to bash people But to also make people so, understand That there's also there's two, The kindness in the two parties It's become such an unusual year And it will be, I'm sure, in time You know, years later This will be discussed Because we've never had one of a, a, a year like this in politics And, you know It's um, a precedent Setting precedent So, so I'm hoping that you know, that, you know, people will come out and, you know, maybe care about it. You know, bullying is, you know, uh, this is a form of bullying, as we see, you know. Um, bullying is, is on very different levels, and I now know, and I think people are seeing, it doesn't just start in the schoolyard. It's It comes no. from the top up, like the parents, <laughs> the children. Jack, wouldn't you agree on well, that, they- too? It comes from the parents, Where what the kids hear mm-hmm. at home?
2: Jack? So one, of the th- one of the things that I have come to understand about bullying, it is ingrained very early. Yeah. And um, it, it just seems to me that the examples of it that I have seen start with things like the kids in one of the towns in Montana who said all brown and dark-skinned people have to, go, have to leave they're you know they're in in high school or ninth grade, and that's 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 an attitude of exclusion, you know, and it seems to me that bullying is something that tries to exclude people. you know, they don't want you in this group, and so they beat you up and toss you out. And my politics has always said, let's include as much as we can. Because mm-hmm. I know that the more people you have working a problem, you say too many cooks spoil the broth, but in fact sometimes it takes six heads to manipulate an idea. You know, exclusion is far more productive than exclusion, and this is what oh, I, I think know we, might have, a, we might have a we might
1: have a caller in that may want to ask a question. Uh, we'll hope that it'll be okay because <laughs> I'm not checking in. Sure. I'm just putting them on, but we'll see okay. what. Okay, let's see. Come on. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello, it's, it's Marcia, on,
4: we're on the air. Hi. Mm-hmm. Um this is Joanna and oh, hi. I um are you? Hi. I just um I don't know if you are aware the Al Smith dinner was tonight from New York yes. and the two candidates uh were supposed to be very lighthearted and joke and um I don't want to I take just reco- I just
1: I recorded it. How was it? What were they doing?
4: Tell us, well tell us um hillary uh, uh Donald went first, and he yeah. it was like a debate, he was not funny, oh. and he hit it was cringe oh. oh. that's the word we're using cringeworthy people were booing him, and oh. it was like he was wow. like booing at a him debate, or her. yeah. It was embarrassing. it was so embarrassing they just
1: shook hands right now' cause I could I have no sound on
4: you know why she was hysterical, she was funny she she was um someone uh, someone but, said you should singe, not burn uh, I forget who said it um she was singeing him and teasing him, and one of the lines was um that she she loves the symbol of democracy, the Statue of Liberty. She sees it as this wonderful symbol, and and she goes. But she knows Donald would see it as a four. <laughs> 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 and if she got rid of the uh, the hat and the, the, the whatever it would she would be a seven and so it was very funny uh, um uh, they, it, Giuliani was like cringing she was very funny she was were they they um, were bullying
3: Donald trump oh my god it
4: was cringeworthy when you did she play blow,
3: it did she blow it did she blow it out of the park she blew- yes. She was classy. She was awesome.
4: some, a couple of things, you know. Oh, the only thing he was funny about was and and self deprecating was that he said, "I wanted." Um, a uh, compliment, Michelle Obama, on her speech. Um, she gave a wonderful speech, and blah blah. Except when my wife gave the same speech, nobody gave her any credit, <laughs> and that was hysterical. And everybody was laughing. And of course, Melania didn't. I don't know what she knew what was going on. And he said, she "Now you know, didn't. honey. I hope you're not going to be angry with me." But that was the funniest line that he yeah, said yeah. Um, yeah. throughout the whole thing. And so it he threw was his
3: wife under the bus, exactly,
4: <laughs> that's just what the pundits just said, but she um was very respectful about Al Smith and all that and um
3: yes, and that they raised money thing.
4: but I'm sorry no, but Al Smith, she,
3: i mean that's a big thing,
2: yeah,
4: and she <laughs> um well, what did she say, oh, something about um this is the first time something about when two candidates get together, and um, even though they are on opposite sides, um, it, it's bitter. And it she meant De Blasio and Andrew Cuomo. It, I don't know the way she said <laughs> yeah. it was very funny, well, but good she was good. well.
1: It's good that consistently consistently off good, right? well, she came funny. She is good. She's she, she is was, good. she's a very good politician. She was masterful
4: in that even though she gave him barbs they weren't that oh something about um he is slow oh tonight is something he was slow in um in his uh reaction to what she was saying and then she said that's because he has to translate from russian <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> did he Very really call boy. her honey?
4: Did he really <laughs> call her honey, Joanna?
2: I'm sorry. Did he? Did he really call her honey?
4: Uh, said, honey,
2: I hope you're not getting mad at me or something. Oh,
4: yes, Did yes, I hear that's that? what he said to Melania. Yeah, he said to his wife, "You're not oh, going oh, oh, to take it out on me, Wade." Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, to his wife.
1: Not, yeah. No, not to oh, Hillary. He, oh, yes, no. not
3: Hillary. No, no, he doesn't <laughs> um, call Hillary, honey. The terrible <laughs> thing, so after was,
1: this, after this election, what will everybody do? They, I mean, they'll still be watching CNN, but not like this. <laughs> Not like this. No, they've never had.
4: What one somebody said? David Gergen, who I like, um, he said he's never seen an Al Smith dinner or a you know press dinner with um, Donald's um, barbs. It was vitriol. It wasn't funny. And here they're all cracking jokes. And he started. Yeah, and he started in, and really, Mm. the audience started booing him. It was...
1: Oh, my God. It
4: was cringe. That's the only... My husband and I were looking at each other like, oh, my God. We can't believe he's... He didn't know how to be lighthearted, and his bitterness was coming through, and that's just not good. And people were literally booing him, and the press was there. oh, and she said, um, he said... um, was it she who said uh, something about, oh, he said, I wanted to uh, thank all the people who are here tonight. Um, uh, all I think all of Hillary's fans or something, and he said, NBC, CNN, and all the press people. So what he was saying is, you know, it is rigged. Right, it was and it uh, yeah, yeah. Right. And that was, it was, when you play it back, I, I I just be prepared to just cringe because it was that's such bad taste. I couldn't believe
1: it, and um, yeah.
4: yeah, well that's what you know. You probably that. were
1: watching this and not, you know, the whole mm-hmm. show. That's what we were talking about. Uh, Jackets started out. I mean, all these, you know, what we were talking about, how this has affected everybody in different ways. You know, that's and, exactly um, true. This has really been some year, wouldn't we? Or fifty? I think it's 16 months they said or something like that, you know, yeah. that's oh, been, you one
4: of the jokes she said I just want to give um Donald a lot of credit because um he what he stands for and he's made great impressions. I was in a third grade class today and I heard one of the students say to the teacher he couldn't turn in his homework that was being audited. <laughs> <laughs> so he said so she said, I want to thank Donald for having such great influence on children. I mean, children. so that was very funny. And he laughed. He was laughing at everything and I think that's why at the end, um, he shook her hand because she really was uh it was more kidding than um vicious. Which is what and,
3: they, Yes, and that's what the Al Smith you know, exactly. Exactly. Bitter, the right, first right mayor, you know, when it was a Catholic, and this is a bipartisan. There's no exactly. You know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be the candidates, Republican tradition.
4: Democrat. You saw George Bush yes. and and yes. Um, and, and Mitt you know Romney. all the bitter, uh, you know, McCain and and but right. they were gracious. And oh, she said and, and um, yeah, Mitt Romney with Obama.
3: Yeah, I be, mean,
1: they were hysterical yeah, they were all, together. Yeah, they and,
3: were they and were funny,
1: very. So funny. maybe what we what you know to pull mm-hmm. this all around. So maybe what we should end this with by saying mm-hmm. that this is politics. You think <laughs> this yeah, is how yeah. it is, right? You know, but, uh, and, um, it's uh, serious. strange. They, what, what do they say? Strange bedfellows, <laughs> politics. Yeah, <exactly>. you, know, <laughs> you know, and um, mm-hmm. I, I think but you maybe know, it's not. Really I think politics. that maybe you know, I probably will have another one have. of these right, shows. Sorry. I think. I, I probably will have another one of these shows with um, – if anybody would like to do this with me, we will do shows on different – I think we should do one certainly after, you know, the election. But, right uh, right Jack, after I know, the election. I know Jack has lots of different uh, subjects he likes to discuss. Right, Jack? <laughs> tonight? <laughs> you know, the only thing <laughs> – no, that, <laughs> no, Georgia, no, I mean, Georgia, no, Georgia, not Georgia, tonight. Not a, tonight, a good, but at uh, another time. You have a lot there. of – yeah. Yeah, you know, I think Jack um, – is um he comes up with really some great guests and some bo yeah. like I said before, female, male of people. I think that, you ought to have you know,
4: Donald Trump on and uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we can try.
4: <laughs> the, the only thing I re- take away from this and all the, watching the news was that the disenfranchised, you know, once hopefully yeah. she gets in or whatever I'm not gonna take sides, but let's say um, Donald we do doesn't hope win. She gets in. Right. And um and the disenfranchised. Even if Donald goes away and does his Trump TV, or um, yeah, yeah. what are these people going to do? I mean, one person threatened, "I'm going to take her out." Um, well, yeah, heard, it's a, that's
1: a, the that's a very scary thought. So, we're,
4: I, and I mean, these I'm people hoping... aren't going to go away. I'm hoping but that they, they can all oh, get would you this together. That?
2: Would you repeat that? What what are they gonna yeah. do if what? Uh, there
4: was um who was interviewing some of Trump's followers. I I forget where it was, whether it was yes, Ohio I saw or, that.
3: and right. you yeah. saw
4: and the man said, I'm gonna take her yeah. out no matter yeah. how yeah. I do it, I'm gonna take her out. Yeah. It's been on Facebook too. Yeah.
2: That yeah.
4: And it Facebook. was chilling. It was chilling. I mean, we heard this when with Palins and McCain's following but I think they you know, I think they right. said
1: that also was a felony where they'd have to you know because you cannot do that to uh
3: this, this guy Marsha, this is, man already is being investigated by the um, oh, yes. FBI yeah because yeah. yes because you have to remember she is also former secretary of state
1: yes right, right. First, yeah. yeah
3: former first lady she yeah. lives with with secret service she wears a, a bulletproof vote. Oh, so Best. she
4: does. Someone said,
3: 20, and, um, you know, it's interesting too, where um, he baited you know the audience. She them, yes, that's you know why she walked. Yes. Well, I think, uh, very, you know, you know I think yeah, yeah, but I you remember he baited where... the
4: audience and said he wanted Putin to hack into her emails. Do you remember Donald right. baited and, and that's yeah. treasonous. That's. Yeah.
1: I don't. I think I think that there there, there would be probably. We'll probably air discuss cold. that another time because there have been so many things done, and we'll, we'll yes. after the election. I think it would be interesting yes. to go over some of the things that were done that have never ever been done from Even before, before right. by by you know a candidate. So air I think colder. when we yeah, we can colder. talk more when when we see who's the winner. Uh, I uh, right. Of the like collection, yeah, exactly. But you homes homes. know, because right now, right did. now, there's so much speculation, and I hope you know that um, the only thing I can take away from all of this myself is hopefully there will be no disasters happening after this oh, election. Yeah. And I hope by the well, time this is done, they can get it together. Where where they? But I think they've, like Jack, you mentioned before, we've unleashed some things that have not right. haven't been out for a long time. So um,
3: right. Uh, Right,
1: but but you have bottom, to
3: remember also, yeah. Marcia. After Obama was elected, yeah, the threats against him were strong oh, too. Can
4: you imagine? Can you imagine?
3: Yes. And so, I'm sure you know, it she, still goes on. Yeah. Alright,
1: so alright, so let's end this show right now and say thank you all for coming. Joanne, thank you for giving us some information. I'm so sorry I came out so late much. that I had
4: to report what mm-hmm. I was listening to. So um, no, I awesome, think that I think awesome. that'll be
1: interesting to watch. I think you know, and I think Jack. Jack, do you have Jack. any last words, Jack, that you'd like to leave with? Because you always have some moment <laughs> things to say. <laughs>
2: Okay. Jack? Yes. Right. What would you do? Uh, you yeah. right, your chairman, well, everything. This has been a great, great conversation here. Um, you know, Jack, I hope I'd like meet to meet you another again show sometime, you. Carol and Joanna. Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'd yeah.
2: love to.
3: Uh, yep. <laughs> yes, we have to. Um, Jack, I'd love like to be... do another show with you.
2: We'll do yeah. that here next time. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. I would love okay. to do another Very good. show with you. Be sure to vote. <laughs> <laughs> well the
1: definitely uh, the election right. twenty sixteen, go out and vote and um, then we will discuss after the beans. election. Right. That's for, for sure. Right.
4: Well, uh, okay. and Joanna, um, thank you.
1: Jack thank Carol, you. thank it you so great. much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Hi, Joanne, thank you. Thanks. And um uh, okay. we, we will not be having Bye. the breast cancer show, but women get a mammogram.
4: Okay, good. Thank you. Please. <laughs>
3: That is the most important
1: thing Uh, And one last thing Carol how many years is it For Survivor Nine years
3: Nine years this month Thank you Nine years this month And mammograms ladies mammograms. You yeah, can get them free right. from Planned Parenthood. <laughs> right, so, yeah, that, so right.
1: <laughs> thank you all for your Planned Parenthood. Exactly. That's another topic. Right. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, Good night. And, bye, fun. Jack. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, Marcia. Thank,
3: thank you.
1: Take care.
3: Thanks, Marcia.
1: You take care, girls. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. bye.